Guy Radio Show. I say this calls for action, and now, nip it in the bud. Nip it in the bud. You got to nip it in the bud. Walk me. Listening prayer today on the Christian Car Guy Show. We're so grateful you tuned in. We got a car business principle we would like to teach today. And you may be thinking, Robbie, I'll never sell a car. Well, maybe you won't. But I would almost wager <laughs> that you would love this particular principle, especially those of you uh, who love listening prayer. Because, like, I would really title this show today Listening Prayer. But it it kind of illustrates a principle I was taught as a young salesman that I took to heart. I never forgot and made a lot of difference in, in a lot of what I was able to do in the car business over the years. So we're going to teach that principle. We're going to get to that here in just a minute. But also today, we want to give you an update on the Jesus labor of love. Car repair labor for single moms, widows, and families in crisis across the country. We have a chance to... Um, kind of engage reality. Uh, I was with my father yesterday as he listened to me answering one of the calls of a, of a family that um, their car was broke down. He needed to get to his dialysis treatments and, and all these things going on. And you, you kind of, you have an opportunity to come into where some people are really hurting. And so we're going to share a little bit about that coming up in the Christian Car Guy show today. But most of all, what we love are your stories. I'm going to share a story, a pretty long story, actually here in a minute, about this principle, this car business principle I was going to describe. But after that, I want to hear your story, where God did that in your life. And the number to call in is 866-348-7884, 866-34-TRUTH. And actually, there's a written copy of the story I'm fixing to tell. If you're saying, man, I would love to share that with somebody, well, you can find it at ChristianCarGuy.com, as well as podcasts of all these previous shows, Christian Car Guy Theater, all about Jesus, labor, love, how to donate to Jesus, labor, love, how to donate cars to Jesus, labor, love, most of all, how to pray pray for these moms and needs as we always have those prayer requests up there at christiancarguy.com it's great to be back i i don't know that i ever missed two weeks in a row since i've been doing the show almost 12 years now <laughs> but anyway i got to go to a boot camp here a couple of weeks ago we're going to talk about that and then last week i dropped my daughter off at college in sanford university in birmingham that was an adventure, and I got to take a road trip where I learned a few Christian car guy things about people's driving. So maybe we'll get a chance to share a little bit about that today, too. But this principle that I think it just really touched my heart many, many years ago has made such a difference in my life in so many different ways, as I've seen it throughout really my ministry as well as you know everything I've ever been involved with. And the principle is simply this presentation 
without demonstration is mere conversation. Now, you may say, Robbie, what in the world? <laughs> well, as I begin to explain what this is in car business terms, I'm going to carry it over to spiritual terms. I think you'll see that it's extremely powerful. In fact, I would say that it, it was quoted in the book of Acts. Um, but anyway, here it is again. Presentation without demonstration is mere conversation. Now, here's a perfect example. Like, you're going to teach a young salesperson how to sell a Jeep Wrangler. And, of course, they could tell the prospect all they wanted to about how wonderful it would be to take this top down and take the doors off and go for a ride out in the, in the gravel somewhere. But let me just tell you, that is just conversation. So if you want to demonstrate that, you actually, as a salesman, need to know how to take off those <laughs> doors. You need to take off the top and go find a, a, a dirt road that's, you know, safe and all that and have them go experience that Jeep with all that off in that setting. And, oh, it makes all the difference in the world because that is a chance for them to not only hear what a Jeep will do, but it's a chance to experience what a Jeep would do. Similarly, if let's say you wanted to sell a Bose sound system, the Chevrolet used to have those in the Corvette and a lot of different cars. And it's one thing to tell people, oh, it's high fidelity and it has this many watts and oh, these, it's got this you know, woofer and tweeter, all this stuff that you could tell them. But that ain't nothing. <laughs> it's nothing compared to sitting them down in the seat. And Bose used to have these um, high fidelity they're probably in MP3s now, but back then they were on a CD. And if you put that Bose CD in and it had, you would actually go into a waterfall and you would like, you know, hear the ocean crash and then they would take you to the symphony orchestra and you'd hear all those, you know, and all the different speakers that would play and all the different stuff. Can you imagine just sitting in that car and hearing that versus some guy tell you about how many watts per channel? I mean, there's no comparison. So <laughs> understanding this principle is, is a great way of communicating with anybody about anything. So let's think about that spiritually for a minute, right? So we're having to demonstrate God. Ever thought about that one? Well, listening prayer is actually a way to do that. And, and, I don't know if you've ever done listening prayer. We're going to go through the, in this story. You're going to hear kind of how that works. But last week or two weeks ago, we did this advanced boot camp actually at the North Carolina Boys Academy out at uh, Treetop Adventures in Lake Hickory, which is just a beautiful, neat. Oh, I think they got 30 zip lines and all sorts of oh, just fun stuff. But these guys are sort of teens that have struggled with some stuff. <clears throat> and they're almost like you know, put on this peninsula here to get some recovery and, and their parents have dropped them off and they're going to be there 18 months. And so that's kind of the setting that these boys were in. And we wanted to do this advanced boot camp because a lot of the boys had been through a regular boot camp, but we also had guys coming from all over that wanted to get some more advanced stuff. Well, one of the advanced things that we do is called listening prayer. And we really prayed and we were really asking God, is this, you know, we got 14 to 18 year old boys. And honestly, as we found out when we got really close to them, once we were at the North Carolina Boys Academy, several of them really didn't have a relationship with Christ. They weren't really certain God existed. You know, when they came to that camp, they were kind of, 
um, brought against their will by their parents or whatever had happened, and they weren't particularly happy to be there. In fact, they have to wear a little thing around their ankle to make sure they don't run away. And, you know, as you begin to try to explain these boys about God, and they've never heard anything about him, obviously there's some um, (laughs) resistance to that. So this idea of trying listening prayer really kind of jumped all over, like, is this something we're going to do? So essentially what listening prayer, the, the exercise that we wanted to do with them, you get in groups about eight, and there were about eight people in my group, and then you sit down and you ask, again, it's all about the listening, it's not about the talking, so you say a simple prayer, is like, God, would you please tell us who in this group you want to speak over? So... You can imagine 14 to 18-year-old boys as we sat down in this group. We, we felt led that God wanted us to do this. But as we sat down, <laughs> you know, these boys, they started to giggle. And I don't know if you ever were like that when you were a teenager, but I used to giggle. Well, you know, I still giggle a lot. My family still wonders about that. But I guess these boys were in the giggle group. So they were laughing and carrying on. They were really struggling, but they're very polite, and and they would get up and say, I don't know why I can't stop laughing, but of course, you sit down with a group of boys and say, okay, I want you to hear from God. You know, you can imagine what that was like for them. Well, we had not been sitting there long, and their counselor, whose name I will call Leo, I'm not going to use anybody's actual name in the stories, but we're going to call him Leo. He was kind of a wonderful, wonderful, godly man, kind of an older hippie kind of guy, and laid back. And so the first thing we're asking is, God, who do you want to speak over in this group? And, you know, there's eight different people there. And all of a sudden, Earl, uh, excuse me, Leo starts saying, er, he starts, er, and we're hearing this noise. Well, you can imagine the boys all of a sudden just break out into just hysterity, trying to hold it back as, er, uh, as Leo is saying, er, you know. And so, <laughs> you're going to find out about the er whisperer, this principle when you actually go to demonstrate God, what happens with that, plus we want to hear your stories at 866-348-7884, 866-34-TRUTH. We got so much more for you today on the Christian Car Guy Show. Stay tuned. It's an amazing thing. I love that song. When we turn, turn, we come round right eventually. <laughs> God has us in each of us a story. And the, the principle we're teaching today, which actually I learned in the car business, but apply it to life in so many different ways, is presentation without demonstration is mere conversation. I mean, if if you were a car salesman and you try to tell somebody, well, this car has got 16 cubic feet of trunk space, well, that just means a whole lot, right? Not. But if you open up the trunk and you climb in there, <laughs> you know, people get the picture. Well, similarly, if you listen to people's stories, you're going to find where God actually interacted to them and they experienced God. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm, I understand. It may be a scripture that they experienced that came to life for them. And that's really a, a beautiful, gorgeous, unbelievable, but it's still an actual demonstration how God came to them through that scripture, or they felt him actually speaking. It was something that they experienced, and it's way beats just talking about God is how you actually experience God. And so presentation without demonstration is mere conversation. It's a principle we're talking about today on the Christian Car Guy Show. Of course, we would love to hear your story of how that presentation, <laughs> how that con- uh, that demonstration to you of God changed everything at 866-348-7884 is a number to call in and share. Of course, it's going to be a few more minutes before I finish my story. 866-348-7884. So there we were sitting in this circle with these young boys, a lot of them, in my view, not a, not believers, and we are trying to hear from God. <laughs> and as I mentioned, Leo was like the er whisperer. He was <laughs> he was going er, and these boys began to just you know they were really struggling to concentrate, and they were laughing, and they were standing up and saying, you know, Mister Robbie, we're so sorry. We don't know why we can't stop laughing, but they just couldn't stop laughing. And, and the idea of this particular thing was we were trying to hear who in the group that God wanted to speak over. And so what the er that Leo was talking about, I, was, I asked him, I was like, Leo, what is this er? And he said, well, you know, three of the boys in the group, there's one named Con Er, and there's one named Tuck Er, and there's one named Park Er. <laughs> the errs. <laughs> of course, yeah, we all start laughing more, but that's, you know, that's what he was the air whisperer. Well, I, you know, just said, well, let's just keep trying to listen and see who God wants to speak over in this group. And uh, it didn't take very long and spent, uh, no, actually Parker spoke up and said, I hear Connor. Connor is who I'm hearing. And we were like, okay, God, do you want to speak over Connor? And we began to pray along that way. And all of a sudden, Tucker says, I'm hearing Lee. <laughs> well, you know, that obviously wasn't an er, and it was kind of a shocker. <laughs> but I said, well, does anybody in the group have the middle name of Lee? And sure enough, Connor says, yeah, that's my middle name. And I was like, okay. So it looks like God wants to speak over Connor, which by the way, I've changed all these names so that we wouldn't get anybody, you know, stories, you know, out there in national radio waves. But anyway, so I said, okay, well, it must be Connor that God wants to speak over. So I start listening. God, what do you want to say to Connor? And I hear very clearly the word honor. So I turn to Connor and I said, Connor, is there something that, that you've been honored for, that, that, that God honors you for, that, that, that you know, you want some award at, at you know, school or something? And, and he looked at me. Now, he looks like the all-American 14, 15-year-old boy. You know, he's got glasses, and all of them have a butch haircut. And he just looked like the sweetest kid you could ever see. But he looks at me, and he goes, Mr. Robbie, you don't understand. I'm a bad boy. I've been in trouble my whole life. Nobody's going to honor me. And, and actually, he'd been one of the ones laughing, laughing a lot and, and giggling. And it was kind of a sobering moment as he said that. But I was like, I just, I said, um, Connor, I, I just sense God wants to honor you. I think God's got a different view of you. 
I wouldn't take on that label of bad boy. I, I would see what God has to say about you because it's a whole lot more important what other people have to say about you. And so by that time, interestingly, Parker says, yeah, I'm hearing strength. I'm hearing courage. And, and you could see that this had an effect on Connor. Of course, the other boys in the group, they're still giggling and laughing. It's still, it's, 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 it's hard for them. Well, a few minutes later, Connor says, you know, I'm hearing light. And, and we begin to pray some more. And actually, there was a sort of an ex-Marine guy, really good guy, but, you know, a little hard because, you know, that ex-Marine kind of thing that comes off. And, and, and he's frustrated because the boys continue to giggle and continue to laugh. But remember, Jesus kind of told me, just let them laugh, let it go. Let them hear from me. And so, but my friend, you know, he wants to just kind of call him out and says, do you boys really even want to hear from God? <laughs> and then he says, do you even know who God is? And he, he's, he's kind of frustrated, isn't terribly condemning, but there's some condemnation in there a little bit. And I'm like, well, this isn't exactly it. But the boys get really sincere and they say, well, you know, when we came to this camp, it was not necessarily on our own free will. And we, you know, we didn't come out of a church background and, and we're not so sure, you know, we, we like these people and we like what they're teaching, but we don't know for sure that there really is a God. I, I'm still working through some of that. Well, that kind of put my friend like, well, what are you going to say to that? And I said, well, let's just go back to what we're supposed to be doing here, which is to listen for God and listen what God wants to speak over Connor, or maybe he has something else that you want to share. So, you know, we all go back to listening and, and the group has a few more encouraging words to say over Connor. And, of course, this, this process has taken about an hour, and I'm looking at my watch thinking, boy, this is maybe we went over their heads. Maybe this was just too much for them. You know, they didn't really, you know. So I was like, okay, well, we got a movie coming up. It's been about an hour. Why don't we get ready for the movie night tonight? And you guys go ahead and find your seats in there and, and go do that. Well, on my way out the door, <laughs> Connor says, Mr. Robbie, can I talk to you? So we'll hear the rest of that story. We would love to hear your story, where it wasn't just mere conversation, but demonstration that made all the difference. 866-348-7884. did that with our show to say yes to the dress a few weeks ago and I, I can't get it out of my soul that forever now and I think that all has to do with what we're talking about today listening prayer uh, this story that I'm sharing on listening prayer where we sat down with the guys at the North Carolina Boys Academy and we just tried listening for God and I, I've been sharing that story along with the principle that we're teaching presentation without demonstration is mere conversation. I mean, let's just, (laughs) 
you want to uh, you want to say that you know this minivan if you if you lay down the back seats there there's just all sorts of room back there but if you lay down all those back seats or you take them out or whatever and then you lay out across the back it just it's it's so much more powerful than just telling people that there's a lot of room back there well similarly when you're sharing god what if those people could actually experience god themselves and 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 like going on that ride in that Jeep Wrangler with a top down and without any doors, what would that be like if they could take God for a test drive? <laughs> I just think that that's a, an amazing idea. And so we reluctantly came into the Carolina North Carolina Boys Academy trying out this listening prayer where we were praying that God would, would show up for these guys that actually did not necessarily have a relationship with him. And so, as I was mentioning earlier, the boy, that Connor, that came up to me after the session and said, Mr. Robbie, can I speak to you? You know, he'd made it obvious that he wasn't necessarily completely in the faith at this point in time. Not, he wasn't church coming up. And so, you know, what are you thinking, Robbie, that this person that's not a Christian from your certain point of view would be able to hear from God? Well, listen to what happened. He said, Mr. Robbie, did I really hear from God? And he remember, he'd heard the word light. And so I was like, Connor, do you feel like to, that you were just thinking of the word light and somehow that came in? He goes, no, I, I you know, it just kind of came in there and I just heard it. It was just really clear. And I said, well, did you know that Jesus was the light of the world? And when you think about light in your own life, you know, what would you, what would you say? And then he went on to share a very intimate detail about his life, uh, actually a death of one of his parents through suicide, through a lot of darkness. And it was, light was exactly what Connor needed, believe me. And he even said, you know, I'm always a jokester. He was one of those that was laughing. He said, you know, but honestly, I'm really, really depressed. I said, well, you would just not believe what light does for depression. In fact, people that are being treated for depression often are given, you know, sunlight treatments and those kind of things. Or think that, that the suicide rate is the highest in Finland because what? They don't have any light up there. A midnight day, you know, similarly in Alaska, they, they fight those kind of things. So, you know, we're sharing and, and I said, but Connor, the, the, the neatest thing would be if you could get back to that place where you heard that word light, you know, go get alone somewhere and spend the time and do the work to get back to that place where you heard that, where you can just clear your mind and ask God to speak to you and ask Jesus, do you love me? And I said, Connor, if you can hear that from him, just ask him. It's just a question. Jesus, do you love me? I said, I think when you hear the answer to that question, the cross will make sense to you. I just, I just believe it will. Well, as I'm standing there <laughs> talking to Connor, up walks Tucker. <laughs> and Tucker has almost exactly the same question. Mr. Robbie, do you really think I heard from God? And I said, well, did you know the Lee was, you know, Connor's middle name? I mean, was that something that you just dreamed up? Or, you know, do you think that's just a coincidence? And, and you could see this had really impacted him. And similarly, he, you know, I, I said, you know, it would be a really good thing if you just went out to 
got that same place, asked Jesus that question. We had a really meaningful conversation and and these guys wanted to go watch the movie. So, you know, they headed off to do that. And I headed off across another part of the campus. And the, can, uh, the counselor, the, count, the, the chief counselor comes up to me and said, um, Mr. Robbie, there's another boy <laughs> wants to speak to you. Guess who? <laughs> yeah, you guessed it. Parker. <laughs> so I guess Earl, uh, Leo was actually, his er was exactly right. Because here we'd had Connor and... Tucker and Parker. And so Parker's story of the three, as he began to share with me, it just broke my heart uh, as he shared what had happened with his parents. And, and he'd actually gotten a text from one of his parents um, where they said, you know, it's kind of nice after you moved out, you know, you don't need to come back. And, and you, you could see what that had done to his heart. And, and, and he was the one, if you, you know, read the story there at christiancarguy.com that, that actually had gone to church and actually did believe in God prior, but he was really struggling because God hadn't answered his prayer. But to hear his friend's name and to hear those words and to see the encouragement that it spoke over Connor was mean in the world to him. And he could really sense that, wow, well, why can I hear about my friend, but I can't hear about my, you know, my own? I said, well, you know, it's hard to hear about our own situation because we have so many preconceived notions. We have so much drama, but also, you know, sometimes there's just warfare like Daniel, you know, was resisted. You know, they were answering his prayer and that was resisted for some time by, you know, the power of the prince of Persia, I think it was. Anyway, he said, is that in the Bible? I said, oh, yeah. And I looked it up for him and. And, and all that had a tremendous, <laughs> but, but the thing that had the tremendous effect was what God did, not what Robbie did or what Robbie said, but what God did. And the bow that God gave the Masculine Journey team as we finished up that boot camp, as we, we ask actually all the participants always in every boot camp, we go, did you hear from the father? And, and actually more students or more of the people that had attended the camp said they heard from God the first time than, than didn't. It just shocked us that, that we'd had that, that the God had really come through and stole the show so well. <laughs> it was really wonderful. But the one that just wowed me, the one that I will never, ever forget that God gave me as a present was what Connor said. Here's what Connor said. This is a quote. Father God told the other people in the prayer group that I am not a failure. Do you hear that? <laughs> Here's a boy who his whole life had only heard he was a failure. But now he's saying, God says, no, that's not true. And it's not true. You know, we are not necessarily our behavior. And he died while we were still in our sins. If there was ever a prettier picture of it, I mean, there you go. And so you got to see, I hope you do, that in this case, when God demonstrated, you know, that he would show up and he would talk and these people could actually hear his voice, which by the way, if you're struggling with the concept, go read John chapter 10. I mean, you're going to find four times in that passage where Jesus says, my sheep hear my voice. Again, four times in that passage Jesus says, my sheep hear my voice. 
And you can read the scriptures, and I love reading the scriptures, and I'm all about reading the scriptures because I think it's a great way to hear his voice. But the question you kind of come to is the book, is the Bible a book of examples or is it a book of exceptions? You know, all these people, Moses, David, Paul, Peter, you know, these all people heard God's voice and, and they all followed him and they all did certain things. Or in the case of, you know, all the prophets, guess what? In order to make their prophecy, they had to hear from God. And so is it a book of examples? Is this how it's supposed to be? Or is it a book of exceptions? Maybe you struggle with that. But I can tell you that when I hear stories every week on the Christian Car Guy show, and y'all are usually very, very, very faithful to call in with those, which you can do that now at 866-348-788, store 866-748, excuse me, I'll say it one more time, right, 866-348-7884. You call that number and tell us when God demonstrated his love. And believe me, you know, that's where I often hear just tremendous life-changing stuff. So we would love to hear your story, but also we've got some stuff on the Jesus labor love, which, you know, I get to see those stories every week as God comes to the rescue of single moms, widows, families in crisis, their car problems. And we got some of those stories coming up. But most of all, I would love to hear your story where God demonstrated to you. 866 348 Welcome back to the Christian Car Guy Radio Show. Today we're talking about listening prayer and the concept, the principle of presentation without demonstration is mere conversation. <laughs> and in that listening prayer story that, that we went through, if you're wanting um, the details of that, maybe you didn't come in on all of it, or maybe you want to try listening prayer with your group. It's all explained there at christiancarguy.com. I, I wrote out the whole story, wrote out the prayers that were involved in it, you know, how it was or organized, et cetera, et cetera. It's all there at christiancarguy.com under listening prayer, as well as, of course, podcasts or previous shows and Christian Car Guy Theater or the Jesus Labor of Love Car Repair Labor for Single Moms, Widows, and families in crisis. Well, as I was hoping, we have a story. We have Clay is in Raleigh, wants to share about how God spoke into his life. Hello, Clay. Brother Robbie, God bless you on this wonderful, sanctifying Saturday. Yeah, uh, Labor Day Saturday. Call in <laughs> yeah. And uh, share just a little bit. You know, I'm going to tell you, I am uh, slightly saddened that I missed the boot camp. Um, a couple of weeks ago, but you know, the ones that I've been able to come to and be a part of and just, you know, get some, you know, feeding and nourishment. Um, you asked a question 
before you went to the break. And I have come to the conclusion that, you know, when you said, isn't it an example or is it an exception? Well, when I heard you say that and share that, what the main thing that came to me was because of the way the Bible was laid out, no matter whether it's in the Old Testament or the New Testament, I came uh, came up with how about an exceptional example <laughs> of what oh, the Lord go. has foreknown in the Bible bringing forth his his word. There you go. I like that, Clay. So Well, I you know, I, you know me and you've <laughs> known me for about 2 or 3 years or you know of the like and I can get a bit creative when th- things come out like that. Um, you know, but I, I just, I, I tell you, brother, you know, just to hear you to keep going about these, these young men can't say children because they're not children because they're, you know, they're getting to the grown up phase, but to hear these young men come out and open up, you don't have that happening. And these, these young men are doing that. And that says a lot because it's people like you and Brother Sam and everybody else that's there and, you know, that are at the boot camps in, in November or November um, and April, that it, it's it's a strong, you know, exceptional example of what the Lord is doing in this situation. And I'm so thankful that I'm able to be a part of that. Me too. Me too, Clay. Have you got a story of your own? Well, you know, um, I, I would rather somebody else share that. I, I mean, okay, I can do that's that at fine. another time. I know um, you have several, I, I, but that's okay. Oh, it's yeah, okay. There, there, I, there are those. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, there's the thing that, that I, I would bring out is that, you know, what it says in the book of Acts, it says, you know, you're going to receive power from on high to be my witness. And the witness is what did it, what, actually happened in your life that God did. You know, for, for me, you know, you've heard me perhaps tell the story of when I was crushed by the Jeep and God came and gave me a hug where I knew he was there for me through, you know, that traumatic situation. But there's been many times, like when my son ran away, where he came to me and he said to me, Robbie, I've got this. It's going to be okay. And minutes later, my son pulls up in the driveway with a policeman. You know, those are the kind of things that are like big markers in my life that are set down. Like what, what do they call them? Uh, when you lay out a, uh, a sanctuary, not sanctuary. What's the, um, where you worship. Um, I'm trying to think of the word you lay them out in your life and you go, okay, this is a place like Jacob's ladder where you just got to say, God met me right there. And, and altars, that's the word I'm looking for. He gives us altars, right? And you go, that's God bailed me out right here. And honestly, Clay, God bailed me out yesterday. You don't want to know how? I bet you do. <laughs> I do. <laughs> well. Okay. Okay, sure. All right. So my dad had taken a horrible fall, went down face first. I now know that he broke his neck. And he actually broke his nose horribly, literally compound fracture of his nose. And. He was bleeding horribly because he's on blood thinners. He's 87 years old. And 
he doesn't happen to have his life alert on that. You have no I many times I've tried to tell him to wear that thing, but he didn't have it on. It was on his dresser and he couldn't reach his dresser because he was in so much shock he couldn't stand up. And so he slides across his bedroom and somehow or another knocks the phone off the and he gets the phone in his hand and he can't see the phone because his eyes are filled with blood and all these things are happening. And he said, Robbie, I just started hitting buttons because I couldn't dial 911 because I couldn't see anything. And one of the buttons I hit, you must have been on it because immediately you picked up. <laughs> must have been you on speed dial or something. Well, actually, in being that it was 3.15 in the morning, you know, I get this call and it, as soon as I said, Dad, he hung up, and then he called back, so he must hit that button a second time, and then he was like, can you call 911, which he lives 45 minutes from me, so we're trying to get the ambulance. I'm, but last night, as I was putting him, tucking him back, you know, we went to the hospital, he got his neck in a collar, got his nose sewn up, and all that went through that, and God miraculously, in my view, you know, kept him alive from bleeding to death, et cetera, et cetera, but the really, really cool thing as I'm putting him to bed, I said, now, dad, where's the speed dial button on your phone? <laughs> and, he, and, and he could not duplicate what had happened, but there is a speed dial button on the bottom. But I said, here, I'm going to, because I'm going to sleep in the other room. And if you need me, you just hit that speed dial button again. Well, when I got up with him this morning at one o'clock, he goes, I, I couldn't find that button. So you tell me, <laughs> Clay, since I have you on the phone, was it a miracle that, I mean, he, he managed to use a phone with his eyes full of blood. Now, last night at one o'clock, he couldn't find a way to call me. But when he needed me, he pushed the button and I was there. I, I, a brother, I'll be honest with you. I feel that that is what an exceptional example of <laughs> the foundation that was laid out for that situation, because you never, you, you you just don't ever know what is going to happen or what is going to take place, um, you know. And I feel that that was a major door opening blessing for that overall situation. You remember if you go into the movie The Sound of Music, where um, the Reverend Mother is talking to Maria, and there's that conversation of about you know when he closes a door, he opens a window or vice versa. Oh, and she sings a great song right after that too, by the way. And climb every know, mountain. And, <laughs> and I can, that, I can that, picture that, it, Clay. That's exactly that, what that, happened. That, just remember that is an exceptional example of what happened. And that's, that's where the thing with your father and, and you came in. So, I mean, you know, that tells me a whole lot. Thank you, brother. God bless you. Have a great weekend. Enjoy well, your brother, Labor Day. I'm at the foot. I'm at the football game, and I'm getting ready to park. So uh, God bless you, man, and you have a wonderful day. I'm looking forward to be able to uh, talk to you and see you soon. So uh, All right. God bless you, man. Love you, and we'll talk to you soon. God bless you. All right. Well, we didn't have enough time to get into my Jesus Labor Love stories. I'm sorry. I had so many wonderful examples of how God came to the rescue, just like he did for my father. Um through the ministry that y'all donate to, that y'all pray for. It's for single moms, widows, families in crisis. Like all that is at christiancarguy.com. Well, it's great to be back. Um, as you can tell, I hadn't had that much sleep in the last couple of days, but I really enjoyed being with you all today. Thank you so much for listening. Remember, slow down. Jesus walked everywhere he went and got it all done in 33 years. And God bless you this week. I hope you have a chance to feel his presence.